Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Ah, yes, what's going on? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday. You know what, George? I got a text right before the show saying that Jonas Knox called me out in terms of my taste in pizza. Now, I didn't hear these comments, but word around town is, old Jonas Knox... Right before our show, he's calling me out over here. I can't imagine what, what he would be what, calling what, me out what over. What did he I, say about your taste in pizza? Because we know about your terrible taste in music. We know about your terrible <laughs> taste in, in cheese on tacos. What, what atrocity do you put on pizza? I, I really don't put anything crazy on it. I get down with pepperoni pizza. That's my main go-to. Okay. Love me some pepperoni pizza. Legit? Yeah. Um, no, nothing eclectic. No weird outside-the-box take, nothing about anchovies on my pizza, nothing like that. I don't know what he has to criticize over here. I think my taste is fantastic all across the board when it comes to loving metal music, when it comes to Velveeta on homemade tacos. So this is another. This is another installment of me getting bashed for no good reason. No, dude, people only bash you for legitimate reasons. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Now, okay, we're going to get knee-deep into some draft stuff. That's not going to be only the only thing that we're talking about this evening because The Last Dance premieres on ESPN tomorrow, chronicling the 1997-98 Bulls. So there are some interesting layers with that. And, of course, these high school basketball players that are giving the Heisman pose to college basketball to go to the G League, that's pretty interesting as well. So we'll get to those stories momentarily, but let's start with the draft here, George Reister, because in my opinion, it's reaching Crazyville, which is all of this negativity toward Tua Tungavailoa. I understand the injury concerns, 
but it depends how concerned you happen to be. There are three teams reportedly that have taken Tua Tungavailoa off their draft boards. Now, I think this sounds a lot more salacious than it could be. Let's just say one of those three teams is the Chiefs, <laughs> right? Like, if the Chiefs don't have them on their draft board, it sounds a lot crazier than it really is. And then we get this love for Justin Herbert. So the combination of the two, the utter disrespect for Tua Tungavailoa, and in my opinion, putting Herbert too much on a pedestal. The latest to weigh in, because we all have opinions on this, is former Broncos quarterback Jake Plummer. He's talking to TMZ Sports first off about Tua. Check this out. No offense to Tua. He's a phenomenal kid. I would be leery about, you know, injuries that he's sustained already. They're not like a broken hand or a sprained wrist or something pretty similar. He's working with hips and he's had some problems with his knees, I believe. So for me, I would steer away from any damaged goods. Yeah, okay, so... He says he's got some injuries, you know, the durability concerns. Jake Plummer has them just like seemingly most of America has them for Tua. One more from Jake Plummer talking about Justin Herbert. Check this out. He's also a big lump of clay, and the right coach, the right system could mold him into what I believe could be, you know, almost like the future of, of the QB position. Here you got the prototypical six. He's 6'6", 235 pounds. Okay, so in a nutshell, loves him some Herbert. Oh, we got moldable <laughs> clay over here. And oh, two, this is oh, bothering you so much. Left and right. Yes, this is bothering you so badly. Hate it. Hey, it's so bad. It's such a bad viewpoint, but it's the common viewpoint. What's your take on this, George? Okay, so there are legitimate reasons to have a little bit of beef or or injury concerns with Tua, but. This is football. Bad things happen to good people sometimes, and you have no idea whether a player, whether it's Justin Herbert, who did have injury concerns as well. This last season was the only season that he made it through unscathed out of four. So, like, like how can you put that on a guy when it's football? Like, just because you got hurt two or three seasons in a row, that doesn't mean that it's going to continue. Like, it's a violent game. Sometimes it goes badly. Sometimes it goes your way. And so, like I said last week, my injury, my concerns about two are not about injuries because I don't, as long as it doesn't affect the guy's play, if he's 100% healthy and he can run just as fast, jump just as high, I don't care. But I said it was about his game. But the praise for Justin Herbert is surrounding how well he played at the Senior Bowl, how well he did, you know, um, in terms of grueling leadership and all of these things. And also, you have to remember the thing that that NFL people fall in love with so much is prototypical size. They like if you hit all the measurables, they matter. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you, man. It's just, look, with Herbert, I look at it this way. I'll keep it simple. A lot of people will say, and you're one of these people here, George. Some will say that the most important ability is availability. And I just don't agree with that. The most important ability is ability. So I look at Herbert and Tua from this perspective. If Herbert is more durable than Tua, okay, But if he doesn't have the same ability as Tua, what are you really getting? 
I don't think that Tua is going to be so banged up he hardly sees the field. And I'm projecting him to be the more talented, more productive player when he is healthy, when he is upright. So I would rather have the quarterback that has more ability and a higher upside in terms of production when on the field than a quarterback in Herbert who... He was inaccurate far too often. I know he doesn't have Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs III and all these guys. He didn't have Jamar Chase and and uh, Justin Jefferson over there like Joe Burrow did. But I got news for everybody. He did have some open receivers. And too often he missed those open receivers for a guy who's projected to be possibly a top five guy. You've got to throw with anticipation. You've got to be accurate. And we've seen far too often where Justin Herbert isn't that guy. So if he's upright and healthy, okay, great. What does that really get you if he doesn't have the great ability and that doesn't translate to production anyway? No, if if, if you don't, like, you can have all the stereotypical size. I mean, look look at the best quarterbacks in the league in the last 10 years. You've had Drew Brees, not... Not uh, uh, not prototypical size. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady, not prototypical athleticism. You have Russell Wilson, not prototypical size. I mean, like some of the best quarterbacks in the league are not prototypes. Uh, mm-hmm. e- even Phillip Rivers, even though he fits the uh, bill, he was good for a long time. He throws the ball like a shot put. Nobody would ever teach you how to do that. I mean, like aside from Peyton Manning and I mean, like. How many quarterbacks really? I mean, Jameis James Winston, prototypical size. Is he the best quarterback in the league? Yeah, the, the, you know, on, on 30% of the throws every game. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he leaves something to be desired for sure. But I hear you. Right, like some of these quarterbacks that don't fit the typical mold of, hey, you want this guy 6'4", stands there like a, a beacon of hope in the pocket. There are guys that are incredibly successful that don't fit that mold. And the guys who do fit that mold, sometimes they stink out loud. So, yeah, there's there's no specific type when you're like casting the perfect quarterback, if you will. No, no. It's about leadership. It's about a guy who can win, fight hard. And instills confidence into the rest of your team. Hey, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. I just think this. The Dolphins cannot risk Drew Brees 2.0. Meaning, when Brees had all these injury concerns and the Dolphins said, nah, we're good, we're not going to take him. And he goes to New Orleans, and he is just all world. The Dolphins can't risk saying, yeah, we're a little concerned on Tua here. We're going to go with Herbert. You cannot pass Tua for Herbert specifically. Can't do it. Are you kidding me? So, so, so you mean to tell me that you think that categorically that you believe that Tua is going to be a better quarterback than Justin Herbert? Yes, and, yes. Okay. Okay. So, can you categorically tell me too that Joe Burrow is going to be better than Tua? Can I categorically say that? Yeah. No, I can't say that Are Joe sure? Burrow for sure is going to be better than Tua. No way. Can you say that Joe Burrow is going to be better than Herbert? I believe he will be. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Why this is that a hot take? This Herbert hit, isn't good. This one hit wonder with 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 a noodle for an arm. 
I'd rather have a one-hit wonder than a no-hit wonder. I'll take one-hit oh, Joe Burrow See, over no-hit Herbert. Herbert, if, if, if Herbert had had, truthfully, if Herbert had had half the wideouts that either Joe Burrow or Tua had, his numbers would be significantly better. I mean, I mean, think about it. He has not had one. I don't think one wide receiver that is on an NFL roster right right now, besides a guy that's on the practice squad in Minnesota. Not one, not one single wide receiver. Like, do you realize that? It's going too far, though. It's turned into this. Oh, Joe Burrow's just throwing to these wide open guys. Same thing with Tua. And poor Justin Herbert over here. Poor disheveled Justin Herbert who's been not not around these the good receivers have been revoked from him. They've been repoed from him. They've been taken away from him. He's still had open receivers that he's missed consistently. Hold on. Timeout. I, I, I'm so happy that you made this argument now uh-huh. because this is the same argument that you've made for Tom Brady. You have said who who you drink who you hold the bath water you drink the bath water of Tom <laughs> of Tom Brady. It's untrue. It's you, misleading. You have said that the reason why he wasn't good last year. What what wide open receivers is, did you see hold, from hold Tom on, Brady? What, is, what, what, what wide on, open guys? Is huh? be- when? And Justin Burt, I'm sorry, Justin Herbert didn't have wide open guys. He, yeah, he, did. he didn't have guys yeah, who could get open. Yes, he did. He did not have guys who he could get open. He had open guys oh, stop, far too often dude. and just missed stop. them. Missed them. Stop, Flat out dude. missed I've them. Seen, just like, oh, I've here we go. every single throw Justin Herbert has made his entire career. I've seen every single throw that Tua has made his entire career. Joe, Joe Burrow, I've seen every throw he made this year and probably half of them the, the season before. <laughs> I mean, I'm I don't be think that's true. It. You're about to get hit by a lightning bolt at any time now. Because you had Justin Herbert have, at times, wide open receivers. I don't care that they aren't projected first round wide receivers. Miss, dude. You got to hit the guy have, who's open. Stop it. He did not have guys that were just, they could not get open. Yes, like, did. Do you understand that? If you look at LSU and Alabama's wide receiving cores compared to Oregon, it's not even close. You need better like, glasses, even... George. You need better glasses right. over here All because right. you are not seeing the open receivers that Justin Herbert had to throw to. I did not. How can I not? I've seen. Do you, do you understand? I have not missed probably. I've probably like, and this is no exaggeration uh-huh. of Oregon football in the last six or seven years, I've probably missed, and that is, let's say, six, that's what, like, at least, at the minimum, uh, 84 games in seven years, right? Minimum, because they've had bowl games too. So probably about, you know, about 80, about 80 games. I've probably only missed one, maybe one and a half games worth of snaps in seven years, probably. Like, like I'm talking about snaps. I'm not even talking about entire games because I've never missed an entire game. Never even missed a half of a game, probably, that I didn't go back and watch. Then you so have a I'm fuzzy memory. I don't know what to tell you because he's missed open receivers. I, I didn't say it. he never has. I, yeah, okay, all right, all right, right. He's missing guys that are open. So I don't care that's if they're not, not projected regular. to be first that is, that is not regular or common. And And truth be told is that when you are a quarterback, you have to have trust in your wide receivers. And when these guys can't get open on a regular basis, 
it affects how you pass the pass the oh, football. I am in no way. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. City I am in Justin no way. Herbert. I am in no way saying that Justin Herbert is going to be some transcendent player. However, because because I'm I'm saying that I don't know. I'm also saying that I got concerns just like I have about Justin Herbert. I because the thing that I didn't like about him was prior to this season, there were times when which I was happy he went back to school where yeah. when the Ducks got in a jam, they the camera would pan to his eyes or I'd be standing on the sideline see see his eyes and I didn't feel that confidence, I didn't feel that the confidence instilled in me from him. So, but I do have, I do still have questions about Joe Burrow. Yeah. And I got questions about Tua. So I'm not sold you got on questions any one everywhere. of these. You just Hell got yeah. questions galore. There's no sure thing the out of these three dudes. <laughs> N- no sure thing. There is a sure thing. Well, here's the thing. If Tua, when healthy, he's going to be a stud. Now, oh, Lord. When okay. that's going to happen, I can't tell you for sure. But when he's healthy, he is a special, special player. No doubt about that. But we'll have plenty of time to compare notes and get to all your question marks about these top prospects, George Rice. They're coming up next. I'm going to start dropping some F-bombs if you don't start saying negative things and critical things about Justin Herbert because that needs to happen. And that's a perfect segue so to F-bombs. To, to hate on somebody? I'm ah. just, you got, you got to be honest over here. And it's turning into, oh, poor Justin Herbert. Lay off the guy who's inaccurate, missing open receivers. I will not. I will not. We got to get to a network. That is making a hideous decision. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. Here on Fox Sports Radio, we're coming to you from the Geico Studios. 
I think there's a hideous idea from ESPN here, George. Now, the first part is a glorious idea. They are going to air, beginning tomorrow night, the docuseries, The Last Dance. It chronicles the 1997-98 Bulls. Never seen before footage. I'm very excited for this. As many sports fans are, we're looking for new content. This is going to be awesome. Now, the bad idea comes in where on ESPN, the big channel, right? Main channel, ESPN. Viewers will hear the unedited version including every F, MF, (laughs) and S word on ESPN2. That's the beeped out edited version. Wow. I think people are going to freak out, George. When you hear Jordan drop an F-bomb, this is the Gatorade, I want to be like Mike guy, that image. There are going to be people that know exactly what's going to be happening. They just tune in midway through. (laughs) They get an MF bomb from Rodman. They're going to be like, what is happening here? I think ESPN is going to get crushed for this. No, they're not. Yes. This is going to be celebrated. It is going to be. uh, You could not be further from knowing what's going on on Earth right now. No, not not true. Hold on. on. If, If you look. On network television, I'm talking uh-huh. about the big networks, Fox, NBC, CBS. Are they dropping MF bombs on Fox and NBC, huh? No, but they do if drop I, some, If I clicked it on right now, could I get do, an MF bomb? In prime time, they do drop some Bs, they drop some As. And, How and about here's Fs? The, thing, the, the, the time has changed, and you are also, you're watching a documentary. You so are what? not watching. Turn on a documentary on any other station. This is this is cable, no, and it is going to tell people there is going to be flashes up before after every commercial break. You're going to see uh, language that may be objectionable. The other uh-huh. turn it on the other channel for the other thing. So yep. they are going to give people opportunities. There is this is a glorious idea, and how it actually came nope. up horrible idea. And I how can't it believe actually, Don Brown agrees with you. How because, dare he play the ding sound bite right there? That's because it it just makes sense. The, you, no, it doesn't. What the, makes sense the, is for the unedited to be on the secondary channel. No, for the main channel. That's where the edited you, version. If we're talking f bombs, mf bombs over do you, here. Do you realize how the world has changed? We oh, are realize, living in. But I we realize living in 1982. No, we're not you living can't do You can't. Flip on Sports Center, and Linda Cohn is like, "Welcome to Sports Center, MFers." Like sh- that's not happening at have all. You have you listened to <laughs> the most success, the most suc- well, some of the most successful podcasts, like Joe Rogan's. Those are podcasts. Bomb, bomb, this hold is on, not hold cable on. or network hold television. On. And and you actually hear some of the personalities and athletes. That you used to watch, and they used to have clean cut image. Mind you, have uh-huh. you ever heard Magic Johnson say a curse word on on television? Have I heard him on television? Yep. Not that I can recall. Have you that. heard him on a podcast say it? He will let him go from time uh, to time. So, so, and and so, but what do you hear now from athletes? This is where it's changed. Is that cookie cutter image? It's not it. You hear Russell Westbrook, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, all these people, whether it is in 
they they do it during inter. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They do it during interviews after playoff games and drop bombs, which which air on television all the time. They they do it there, so people are not the just so unaccustomed to this. They they hear their athletes do it on podcasts. They some of them are rappers. They hear this it. This is a podcast. Know. These aren't no, rappers. No, I'm saying this they they, they see it on they see Disney it on their Instagram. ESPN. They That's see what it on is. their Instagram. They see it on their this stories. This is an Instagram. They, it doesn't this matter. This is ESPN, no. George. It's where it is. It's not what it is. It's where it's gonna be. This is played. what people like authenticity they like the real they don't want the watered down disney version of it they well, want why don't the real. we do that all the time then so you so you have the option the difference is is that this documentary which is phenomenal because this because michael jordan you know how this kind of started um what transpired for other teams after this because what happened is is that michael thompson's little brother Right. Mike, Michael Thompson of the Lakers, Clay Thompson's uncle. He had to go sell this to um, he had to go sell this to the Bulls. He had to sell it to Michael Jordan. He had to sell it to Reinsdorf and he had to sell it to Phil Jackson. Reinsdorf was on board as long as Jackson and Michael Jordan were on board. And then sorry, the sorry, wild stallion, the wild stallion is taking over here. Yeah, and, just going and going and going, and we're off into another <laughs> sphere no, over no, here. No, I'm, no, no, you I'm forget, telling you, you shove your Clay Thompson uncle stuff for a second. I'm telling you why. Me, it, I'm telling no, you we'll why you this happened, and that's why this it's important. Is a terrible idea. You think that they should have the unedited version on of Sports Center on ESPN and the edited version on ESPN it's too? It's not that's Sports what Center. It's a forward? documentary. No, no. What are what, okay, so what are documentaries supposed to do? Documentary completely different, huh? That's how we're doing it from now on what are documentaries supposed to do they're supposed to tell a story they're supposed to entertain but they're also supposed to be in the ballpark of what the normal standards of a station are this isn't that at all hold on hold on on. a documentary is a movie or a television or radio program that provides a factual record or a report okay and if and if you are and if you are putting together an edited version for television you are not giving a factual report okay i'm glad you're going here all right all right here's the thing this is a little cut that they played on gma this is the bulls owner jerry reinsdorf and this is also michael jordan now you tell me with jordan's f-bomb being beeped out if you're just like, whoa, I, I don't know what's going on over here. It was beeped out. I have no idea what's happening. Check this out. If you had a terrible headache and I gave you a bottle of pills and nine of the pills would cure you and one of the pills would kill you, would you take a pill? I look at him. I said, depends on how bad the headache is. Now, are you lost? Are you like, what did he say? I have no idea. I don't even know what the story is at this point because the cuss word was beeped out. No. Do you need to watch a movie? Do do you need to watch a movie with the beeps in? Or do you? No. Or, no, like, no, 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 so, no. This isn't about me. This is not about me, George. This so is, e- I'm going to so be watching ESPN. ESPN. I'll watch count- the unedited e- Exactly. And so, but, but, and so but, am I. Here's what I'm saying. It's like when Snoop Dogg performed at Kansas. And he got some foul no, it's language. Not. And they freaked out. They lost their minds. They're like, what is this? I'm telling you, that's you what's think, going to happen. Hold on. No, it's not. Because ESPN made a calculated decision. 
Oh, they, they made said, a horrible decision. They said you, that. Go ahead. They said that more people are going to want to watch the unedited version. They're going to want to see the the, the real. And I'm going to tell you They should you have why. put that on a secondary channel. I, it's fine. I if am, you want to show it, great. They should have put it on a secondary channel. That's no, what they should have done. No, because more people are going to want to watch, watch that. And I'm going to tell you in a minute. I'm going uh-huh. to tell you about you. why what? people want the real. Because <laughs> my experience with Magic Johnson, okay. a story I told you, uh-huh. shows why people want the real. Okay, all right. Look at you, teasing and everything. I love this, George Reister. We'll hear from George on that. Story time with Reister. We should make imaging for that, you know? Maybe someone in a British accent. Story time with George. Or, I don't know. We got Because I, I do have some really good stories, though. You do. Absolutely, you do. A friend of America is with us this evening. His name is Steve DeSager. What's going on, Steve? Hello, gentlemen. Jacksonville Jaguars have reportedly talked to other teams about trading running back Leonard Fournette. That's the ESPN report tonight. Jacksonville has until May 4th to exercise its fifth-year contract option on him. He would make over $4 million this year. The Ravens signed linebacker Jake Ryan, who missed most of last year with Jacksonville. Michigan running back True Wilson transferred to Northern Colorado. He would have graduated this spring. The new coach at UNC is Ed McCaffrey, former Broncos wide receiver, father of Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey. Whether you rent your own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at geico.com. Easy. The NFL draft is scheduled to start Thursday night. The commissioner will reportedly announce the first round selections from home in New York. Cameras have been installed in all the coaches and GMs' home. It's an all-virtual broadcast, three days' worth of the draft. And as for the draftees, about 60 of this year's top prospects have been sent cameras that will capture their reactions for the telecast. The NFL will hold a fundraiser next week during the draft supporting six relief organizations including the CDC, Red Cross, and Salvation Army. Yesterday, Falcons owner Arthur Blank said he thinks there will be football this fall, but he's not sure if there will be fans in the stands. He said there certainly needs to be more virus testing saying we have to be able to relieve fans' concerns about their safety. As the offseason continues, these NFL free agents are still available. Quarterbacks Cam Newton and Jameis Winston, pass rushers Jadavia and Clowney and Everson Griffin, among others. Fox TV will air a different Super Bowl every Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Tomorrow, Broncos-Falcons, John Elway's final game. Also through April, FS1 will carry classic NFL postseason games on Thursday and Friday nights. And virtual NASCAR races resume tomorrow on Fox TV and FS1. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Sunday at Virtual Richmond. The sports e-racing series with the pros is following this season's Cup Series schedule that's been suspended due to the pandemic. Back to... George Reister. Brian, no. I'm assuming they lost Kyle Larson's invite in the mail. For that, one, right? <laughs> that, that would seem likely, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what's going on over there. I'm Brian, though. He's George Reister. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Real quick, before your story, George, Arthur Blank talking about we need more testing. That's true, but I just look, man. I want to see sports resume. I want to see the NFL, college football start on time. But the, all this stuff about we need testing, we need more tests. It's like that's not a cure. That's not even treatment. It's just a test. This oh idea that God. hey, we can get back to playing if there's just testing. No, that's a step in the right direction. That's not oh, we can get back to playing now. We're all good. Oh, the, the, again, Brian, Brian, no, you make a great point. 
but then you miss out on the details. Okay, like you all right, are Von big Miller, picture. he's got coronavirus. He's been details. tested. All right, how are we in a great place now? You have to fit. That's one person tested. The, okay. the thing about so testing what's going to happen if they open? If let's say they open the doors of the NBA, they're playing games again. They put everybody in hotel. They're tested. Horrible idea, but okay. Okay, yeah, right. But let's just say that's what it does. What they end up doing. Okay, and a couple of players test positive. Then what? Right? Like that isn't. Um, changing things no, the as thing much about as it testing, seems like people believe it will. I I agree. It's not going to like be some like Nostradamus thing. However, if you do have accurate testing that is that gives you near immediate results, like uh-huh. we've heard about tests that take 15 minutes, 45 minutes, yep. whatever. Like, and so instead of it taking days, if you have tests that can give you those types of results, it allows you to quarantine people and isolate people and Mm -hmm. basically uh, like not infect the entire population, which may be able to keep you at work. So, so, so imagine this. So imagine if the players were able to get into the NBA was able to get into what they call that quote unquote, that biodome, right. Mm -hmm. And you were able to test I mean, because you would need a hell of a lot of tests. If you were able to test people on a daily basis, that means people who come in clean, who wax the floors, mop the floors, the players, the trainers, the people who bring them food, all of, all of that stuff. If you were able to have enough testing to do that on a daily basis, then yes, you could get back to work. So he's right in that, but the feasibility is just insane because just for the players alone, you would need 53 tests every single day. Plus another at least 53 other people who are involved in whether it's the trainers, the people who uh, the equipment, people who wash the clothes, get stuff ready for practice, people who cut the grass. All I mean, like you need so many tests every single day that it becomes an impossible task. So, yes, it would technically work. However, like the like the the uh, cost (laughs) and the actual um, you know, feasibility of it, like it, it becomes damn near impossible at that point. That's what I'm saying. It's like, but just he's right about the testing, the testing is tough to do beyond tough to do. But also think about the Nets. Okay. Follow me on this. There were four Nets players. One was Kevin Durant. We don't know about the other ones there. It hasn't been uh, revealed who they are. What if you, you've got all this testing, all right, which is going to be very, very difficult to do. Let's say they pull it off. Adam Silver, somehow he works it out. They've got testing galore. They can test players. They know if they have the virus or they don't. Okay, what happens if four players from a playoff team, they test positive for the virus? Then what? Then you're screwed, right? So this idea that, hey, as long as we get testing, we're good to go. No, I'm not rooting against it. I'm just saying that isn't realistic. It's not realistic at this point. However, if you're the league, right? Would you be willing to spend $10,000 a day on testing? Hell yeah, you would. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's so that's the point is that for the league, the expense is not the issue. It's just being able to have the test because they'll pay whatever it costs to get the test because it, they're losing more money by not playing sure. than, you know, that than a huge expense of a test on a daily basis. So he's right in that. And I actually like the fact that Arthur, Arthur Blank, who is one of the most powerful owners in the NFL, is actually saying something smart because the other people that we have been hearing from 
had been just just towing the yeah we we, we got to get back to football we got to get back to football but without the practicality because Arthur Blank who's the owner who would be around the team is a old man most of the ownership is old people people over 60 and then you got the players I'm well, sorry, even before you get to the players down from there, you got the general managers Are general managers, usually young people, Brian. Now, no, exactly. Um, and then down from there, you got coaches, coaches have hypertension because they have a stressful job. Some of them are overweight, like Andy Reed, who just won a Super Bowl. You got my, my man, Bruce Arians down in Tampa who could fall over any minute just without coronavirus. Bill Belichick just turned 68. These are people who are at risk. Like, like, so everybody's just focused on the players. Oh, the players are young, healthy. They can fight it off. But then they're not thinking about this. Some of them have underlying health conditions. I know Absolutely. for a, yeah. I know for a fact that there are players that have hypertension. There are players who've had Crohn's disease, sickle cell. Uh, Aunt Mark Andrews has diabetes. Like, how does anybody think that this is a good idea at this point in time? It just isn't. Well, that's the whole point. It's like, I don't know why you're pushing back so much. I swear, if I said the sky is blue, you'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then you start talking, and you're basically agreeing with me wholeheartedly. It's ridiculous. No, I'm I'm agreeing that I just said that you had a great idea, that you Uh were partially right. But the part that you were missing was that... that (laughs) The the way you start out. Here's how you start out. Once again, no. That doesn't sound like, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It doesn't sound like that, George. (laughs) Because because Arthur Blank was right that testing would be able to make them come back. He's right about that. You said no, that that it won't have a big impact. And I'm saying having that many tests available, I don't think it's feasible, but having that many tests available would make them be able to come back. It would have an impact. I'm not saying it wouldn't. I'm just it saying may, it wouldn't. They like, would be boom, able to play. Snap your fingers, even without fans in attendance, you're back in business. We're good. Full steam ahead. It's like, okay, what if there's a false negative? What if someone's asymptomatic, but they actually have it? And then it, it turns out, oh, wow, they test positive. And meanwhile, they've been around their entire team while quarantined. It's like, dude, just because you have a test doesn't mean, hey, we're all good. All systems go, baby. And that's just a false perception right now. Like It's just not the truth. Test, the amount of tests. He is right about that. You are completely wrong about that. You're completely wrong about the last dance. I don't know what's up with you, Brian. No, this is just a typical Saturday, though, apparently. (laughs) All right, coming up next in the Geico Studios, we get to George's story here. I'm going to channel my inner George. No matter what this story is about, I'm just going to disagree with it. I'm just going to disagree with it somehow, <laughs> some way. It's around the corner. Keep it locked here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. You know, I hate to use the infamous Lee Robert Delap the fourth music here, but I feel like we need to do it for this purpose where it's story time with George. How do you like that? Does that work on the fly, George? What do you think? On the on the fly, yeah, but how you gonna steal that man music and then and then give it to me? Like I don't I don't have any other yeah I don't want the sloppy seconds and and how you gonna steal it from the next dude? That's terrible. I don't have any Mozart available aside from this over here. That's all I got. You, you could use it this segment. I'll get you some more. Thank you for loaning it to us, Lee Robert Delap the Fourth. We appreciate that, man. But yeah, go we ahead, George. N- do need a story time segment. Um, okay, so we were talking about the last dance and why and how Brian No, for some inexplicable reason, thinks that it being oh. the unedited version and a couple f bombs here and there by Michael Jordan is going to somehow oh. offend people and and threaten their their license and people are going to riot and picket in the streets. No, oh, people are going to instead of just, just turning it on ESPN two and watching this show. Just turn the just go one more station up on your dial, and they're going to publicize it on there. Hey. I guarantee it. That makes sense. Guarantee your it. argument is basically like, why can't fans be reasonable? Because they aren't. That's why it's the same no, thing with people. They're not why can't fans people be in this. They in are watching. They're in it for a documentary. Like no. this is something. Do nope. you do you realize that this thing has been under lock and key? Yes. For uh, for since 1997. Oh, this I realize the that. Yeah. Only time that Michael Jordan has been followed. And he and he had to. The, I love the fact that he kept control over everything. The only way he agreed to it was if he had control yeah. of whether it was released or not. So, yes. anyways, yes. So, and the and I wanted to illustrate that people are not going to be offended by seeing Michael Jordan saying some oh, bad words. Wrong. Because wrong. first thing is they already know Michael Jordan's a gambler. He's a he's been a philanderer. He's been uh, there are questions about his dad's death and and, you know, some shady stuff surrounding that, even though I don't b- believe that's true. 
and other like just other stuff like but they said he was a fiery competitor he punched a teammate in practice Kobe Bryant cussed out his teammates so did other people so here is the story so okay because I gotta interject here because you know I'm on the show also George so let me say a couple of words before you get onto your nine minute (laughs) spiel over here but do you you think that it would be good for any of these anchors or anybody on Sports Center, like to just open it up and be like, "What's up, effers?" and just start cussing. Like, no. Do you think it would be good for us on this show to just start dropping the f bomb? Do you think people would have a have something to say about that? Of course they would. It's I'm not objecting to the it's content. It's a documentary. I, I'm just saying that where it's being played, it's not HBO. It's not Hulu. This is. ESPN, a Disney-owned company. I'll make a prediction for you. There is no way all 10 episodes unedited air on ESPN. They're going to flip it over to something else because there's going to be that amount of complaining, and they're going to say, oh, okay, all right, well, we're going to put it on the Deuce or ESPN News or something What like do you want to bet, Brian? Brian, no, because, because, because actually I don't even know if I should bet you because – because you made welter on bets because you're already supposed wait, to be wait a down minute, an wait. eyebrow right now. I do. I shaved my eyebrow be... off. I'm just oh, oh, rolling it back right now. I paid that off. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I, I apologize then. So, okay. um, so you've already lost an eyebrow. Uh-huh. You you lost another bet. You uh, if we had bet on the o- Ohio State Clemson game, you would have lost that one. You don't make me bust out the George Reister clips of you getting like four predictions in a row wrong. I don't want to have to do that to your please reputation do. here, George. Please, please do. Okay, I'll find it in a few minutes. But go okay, ahead, cool. continue. Yes. <laughs> so, um, with the with the last dance, though. People know these things about Jordan. They saw it with Kobe. They see it with Russell Westbrook, uh, James Harden. All these guys, they dropped bomb. LeBron dropped them during press conferences on national television, on the same network. But actually, not even on the same network. On their parent company, which is one of the biggest, one of the biggest three uh, stations. So... I was in high school. Magic Johnson was getting ready to play at Pauley Pavilion in a workout game, like a pickup game. Uh-huh. I see him, Magic Johnson, white teeth, picket fits, apple pie eating, who I think. Guy, he passed the guy the ball, couple trips down the court. He missed a layup, misses a bunny, all this. And Magic Johnson curses this dude out, calls him everything but a child of God. And I was shocked. I didn't think he talked like that. And people want to know what's going on. They like to, yeah. to, to see what's going on behind the scenes. And now this is going to tell them what was going on that crazy last season with the Bulls. You are so off base on this one. Because to think that everybody subscribes to, yeah, just give me the real. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, you're going to find out. Coming up next on the Geico Studios, one player is on the trade block. Another player should also be. George, we got news. We've got NFL news. Jaguars running back Leonard Fournette, who quietly had a very good season last year. According to Adam Schefter, he's on the trade block. Jacksonville looking to move the guy. Now, last year, only three touchdowns. That wasn't great, but career high, 1,152 rushing yards and a team high 76 receptions. Last year, that's, that's a lot of production. That's a good year. When they're starting Minshew, who is a rookie, and 
Nick Foles for, you know, limited action here and there. That's still a lot of production. like 10 passes. That's a, that's a lot of production from Fournette. But they've got him on the trading block. Now, first things first, and there are layers to this. Do you think this makes sense for Jacksonville to have him on the trading block? Absolutely. Yeah. Dude, this is... This is the optimal scenario for for them, but he he did this to himself when he came out and talked about wanting to get Cam Newton on on his team because there are two reasons why this makes sense to trade Leonard Fournette. First thing is, yes, he's rushed for over a thousand yards twice in his career, but last year he was suspended for a game. He was causing uh, the, uh, I think it was the season before that, causing a little, little bit of ruckus as well, mm-hmm. and, and not in a positive way because there is there's a difference between somebody like, you know, like T.O., who sometimes when he was playing, he made it about, about himself, but he showed up, worked the hardest, you know, was a good mentor to the young guys, all this, in terms of how to work hard, show up on time, do all those right things. Fournette isn't always about that life. So uh, if you trade Fournette now, because if you don't trade Fournette now, you're you're obviously going to pick up his fifth-year option on his rookie contract. So then next year, you're going to either have to trade him or let him walk in free agency after next season. Right. And then you're like, hold up. Let's get something for him now because let's let's get our headache away. Maybe this change of scenery will help him. So then that became a reality as soon as he started talking about because the Jaguars are committed to uh, Gardner Minshew, it looks like at this point in time. So at the point in time, you start lobbying for Cam and potentially dividing our locker room. You got to go homeboy. Well, I'm with you. It makes sense in theory. It's just, are you going to get a good offer? And I don't know that you. What's are. a good offer? What w- what would be a good offer for Leonard Fournette for you? If you could get like a second round pick, you would be like done, done, done. If you could have anything like that, you probably do it for a third round pick. That's the problem here is. You're not going to get great return because you know the market, George. Outside of a couple of outliers like Christian McCaffrey, you just got a big deal. Running backs don't get paid. So are you expecting a team to give up a good amount of draft compensation to then think about having to pay the guy on top of it? It's just not realistic. Well, and then you think about the fact that Hopkins got traded for that uh, got traded for a fourth round pick. That Hopkins got traded for a fourth-round pick. Well, they swapped fourths, and they got the second. So it's really a second. But still, it should have been a lot more than just that. And a player that uh, the Cardinals didn't even want anymore. So so if you're going to do that, then guess what? Then Leonard Fournette is probably worth about a fourth or fifth round. Well, fourth round. I'd give up a fourth-round draft pick for him because I know I'm going to get a good, solid back. Ride him, ride him for two years, and then draft somebody else. Man, it does I'll, show you. It shows you the risk of <laughs> that's a fourth overall pick, and you might get a fourth rounder for him. It just shows if it shows the risk of if you don't hit on an Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey type talent, and he's missed eleven games the first two years. You might eventually look to trade him for a fourth round pick. That those stakes are high. Yeah, man. but if if you didn't if he didn't get suspended, 
and wasn't, you know, a, if he didn't at times look like a quote unquote, what people will say, a cancer to the, to right. the team, I, I'll call him young and immature. If he didn't look immature, then he would, then he'd be worth a third round draft pick. But his production, right. you're looking at a guy who in three seasons, he's rushed for 2,631 yards, 17 touchdowns. That's a, that looks like, like he's on a good track. But at the same time, he's he's had some injury issues, had some trouble with the management coaches, so that lowers your 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 value. Yeah. Look at look at Antonio Brown. Probably, if you stuck him back in the NFL, he'd be the best wide receiver in the league. He has not had any problems with his teammates, really. Besides, eh. but but besides <laughs> Ben Ben Roethlisberger. Uh-huh. But but look, he was still productive when he was on teams. Sure. Like he's had problems with management. Right. He and he got had traded for a third and a fifth. Right. Because he's had problems. Exactly. The Raiders but. gave up a three and a five for the guy. Like if he was, let's say he was Julio Jones, went about his business, didn't cause, I like your word, a ruckus. He would got traded for way more than just a three and a five. They, the, what do you what do you mean he wouldn't have been traded like that's the, well like, yeah right if he yeah right if he if they said they pulled the DeAndre Hopkins and said we just don't want to pay him and they look to move him it would have been way more than it would have been two five. first round draft picks bro like they they wouldn't have traded him for any less than that I mean it just doesn't make sense especially when a guy's putting up you know Hall of Fame numbers you don't trade a guy like that that's why the Houston Texans. When it comes time for Deshaun Watson to get a new contract, they, they might as well. They already know that after next year, that they better use use the franchise tag as you will, buddy, because it ain't happening. He ain't signing a contract as long as uh, as long as that man is the coach and the GM. We're coming well, to you live from the. Decisions. No, We're coming no, to on. you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. Okay, a little bit of a bow on this one. We have to compare it to another storyline here, but Leonard Fournette, he went to Twitter. He was tweeting about, hey, one camp. He went on ESPN's first take. Here's how that sounded. Cam went to the Super Bowl. You know, uh, he's a great guy. I've been on Cam for a minute now. And like I say, like I like I told uh, some people that talk to me, I talk to like it's no disrespect to Minshew. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to be well, getting the best position that as a team that as we can win. You know, and uh, that's all that was about. You know, just uh, just a friendly friendly competition because you know they bring out the best in people. If you're established and you're saying, yeah, we should pick up Cam, that's one thing. If you've had some good production here, missed 11 games first two years, I don't think you should be going publicly like, let's pick up Cam. No disrespect to Minshew. You're not established enough to be saying that. Correct. Exactly. Uh, oh, a, a little friend, friendly comp- competition. Do you understand? Like People don't realize that the math with quarterbacks, in, in the real world, one plus one equals two. And in football world, one plus one equals zero. If you have two starting quarterbacks, you don't have one. That means you have a locker room who is divided. Somebody has to be the starter. And if you got two dudes that are quote unquote capable starters, one's got to go. It's just the, it's just the way it works. Otherwise, because the backup quarterback is always the most uh, popular guy on the team. So Dude, this that would be a horrible idea. It'd be a horrible idea for Cam because yeah. they already like yeah. 
Minshew. He's and a cold hero idea. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, it would just be a disaster. By the way, I think that with Leonard Fournette being on the trading block, I think that Christian McCaffrey should have been also. Now, he got this big deal with the Panthers. He's not going anywhere, but... I look at it like this, George. Christian McCaffrey is a fantastic running back. He's been incredibly productive. But it's who's paying him. It's not just about what he's getting paid. It's who's paying him in my mind. This isn't a team in Carolina that is a stud running back away from being a serious championship contender. They're far away from contending for a Super Bowl with as many holes talent-wise that they have on that roster. They would have been better off trading McCaffrey getting something good in return and trying to build that roster for their upcoming championship window. Because as soon as they upgrade that roster enough to be in championship contention, that's when McCaffrey is going to decline. His numbers are going to be the same. They're just on two different, they're in two different spots right now. They don't sync up. So I think he's a talented running back. I just don't think it makes sense for that team in particular to break him off the way they did. What? Are you kidding me? We're talking about a dude. He's the white Marshall Falk. He last year he did something that had not been done really. Like the only person how that's many wins come, they have. The only person that's come even close to that is the um what was the running back's name uh for uh the, that was with the Bears. With the Bears that went to the Jets. Um ah, geez. Um Oh uh, so it Matt Forte? Yes, yes. It hadn't even been come close, really, since Matt Forte almost did it. And a 1,000 yards receiving, 1,000 yards yep. rushing. And they won five and games. Great. Awesome. That is a quarterback issue. But the, but the <laughs> exactly. reason why it makes sense. Yeah, yeah but the reason why it makes sense to do it is because he adds to your offense. He's not only a running back. He caught for 1,000 yards. He He's a unique guy. He can also operate as a wide receiver, so it gives you additional options. So, he, so he's a multi-use tool, first thing. Second thing is, if you pay him all this money, you actually have to be forward-thinking. This is why I like David Tepper. Made a whole bunch of money out in the real world, being a visionary, and now he's off to do that with the NFL. So what is what is going to happen? What is, what is going to kick in in 2022, Brian? Brian, no? Right. We get the TV deal and the salary yep. cap goes way north. Yep. So you're going to have a bump and a spike like you did in the NBA where you have middling players like Timothy Mozgov and, you know, uh, Tristan Thompson, all these guys getting huge deals that are above their typical market value. So in two years... When that happens and free agency happens, you're going to have that $16 million average year salary for Christian McCaffrey. It is going to be not the top of the market. It's going to be a top six or seven salary for running backs at that point in time. It's going to be a great deal, and it's going to be a team-friendly deal. Nah, don't see it that way because the truth still remains you're breaking off a guy who's a, a fantastic running back. There's no denying. He's only his in his third. He just his finished his third year. Great. He's still gonna. He's. We all know this about running backs. When you get close to thirty, your skills decline. Your production declines. He's twenty three. Okay, right. But you're gonna have what? How many years is it gonna take Carolina to be a legitimate Super Bowl threat? It's gonna take a while. And once they finally get there, that's Why, when though? Christian McCaffrey doesn't resemble the guy he currently is. And you're forgetting something else as well. No, who is their quarterback? Teddy Bridgewater. 
Yep. They got him for what, $20 million a year? Uh-huh. That's a bargain for a quarterback. So so the okay. money that there's a reason why they got a bargain. He's not that good. Like that's that's oh, the whole Lord. point here. Like, like this is a lot of this is fan driven also, which is a dumb way to look at it. Where it's hey, we lost Cam Newton, fan favorite. We lost Luke Keekley, fan favorite. We can't lose Christian McCaffrey also. Yeah, you can. If that's the better move to make to get you in a better championship a better window. Move. It's like oh, if, so if the Panthers the, start off one in four, you think fans are like, but we got McCaffrey. Let's go to the do game. You think no, they the, don't care. The, the Panthers were a quarterback away from potentially making the playoffs. If Cam Newton had been healthy all year, they may make the playoffs. What are you they're talking about? They're not making about? the playoffs. If, if Cam Newton was team. on the team last year. No, that team last year. Cam Newton was, was on the team the previous horribly. year. They're what, eight and eight? Cam was hurt, man. What are you talking about? So I'm saying healthy Cam Newton last year. You don't think that they either make the playoffs or win nine games and right right up on the cusp. Like, like even nine games doesn't get them there. They're on the they outside already looking won in even five. if they won nine. They, they won, I, I'm, I'm saying is that they won five games last year. You don't think that that replacing Cam Newton would have helped that team? You don't. Yeah, you don't think that, that he's won worth a few more games? They might have been right around five hundred. How many, how many more outside. games is is he better than their quarterback last year? They would have had to double their win total. Do you think Cam Newton is worth their win total being doubled? No, no. no. I'm asking you, how many more wins uh-huh. do you think that Cam Newton is worth? Uh, uh, maybe may, at this stage, Cam Newton. The last four years, his passer rating is like thirty first out of forty. Like, he's living on reputation. He's living on 2015. Cam no, Newton I'm, I'm asking, is worth Kyle, a good one, one and a half wins. <laughs> like he's, he's not going to double their win total. Not at this stage. He's not that guy. Kyle, Kyle Allen threw for 3,000 yards last year, 17 touchdowns, and uh-huh. 16 picks. Right? Okay. And you're going to tell me. <laughs> what do you think and Cam would have done? Th- what, is he going to throw 33 and 2? What do you think Cam's doing? Seriously. Cam, okay, well, let's just take Cam Newton's career, right? Uh-huh. So he would have thrown for a, about the same amount of yards, assuming. Uh, well, okay. well, more, because his average is like 3,800 yards almost. So 3,800 yards, you're going to be looking at at least, you know, 25, 26 touchdowns, at least. So you think the difference of and less eight, nine touchdowns is going to be the difference in, what, five more wins? There's no way. Yes. What are you talking no, about? Are you serious? The Carolina Panthers' defense wasn't what? tired, wasn't terrible last year. What is wrong with you, George? Have you taken your crazy pills before tonight's show? What has happened to you? Huh? Dude, are you serious? <laughs> like, if, if you look at their games, I mean, seriously, if you uh-huh. look at their, their uh, games. Okay. They lost a few games by one score. Okay, welcome to the NFL. That's how it goes. They lost one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six games by welcome one score. Welcome to the NFL, George Rice. Okay. We got close ball right. games here. Look at the ones they won. I love this. We're breaking down Carolina. All right, they're f- one of their five wins. All right, let's see. One possession game, one possession game. 
Two of their five wins were one possession games. It goes the other way also. Cam Newton's better than Kyle Allen. Significant. Uh, okay. All right. Oh, we got less to get to here. Coming up next in the Geico Studios. I've got something that will actually make George Reister laugh. I've got some audio. It's championship audio. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is over the shy is back on paramount plus and the stakes have never been higher Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. They get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Now, I, I can't tell. Is that your favorite band in the background, George? That's uh, that, that, that's not a band. That's called racket. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's not metal. But it sounded like uh, what was the ringtone? Was that god awful band that you had as your ringtone? <laughs> Nickelback. Nickelback. Yeah. That sounded yeah, a little no. Nickelback ish. That was that not Nickelback? It, it really did. You it know, it did sound. Yep, I'm it actually did sound hurt. Nickelback ish. Yeah, that was Nickelback, guys. See, he, he called yeah. his favorite band racket. Wow. Right. Unbelievable! Yeah. I did not say Nickelback was my favorite band. Not at any point in time. We're I reading said between that the I lines. It's essentially your rock favorite star. Band. Yeah, you love that. It was your your ringtone that's for like, two years. That's like saying that that you loved Blame It on the Rain. So that means that Millie Vanilli was your favorite artist of all time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a false. I, mean, I didn't have it as my ringtone for two years. Right? If I had it for two years. While all the people around me are like, please change your ringtone. And I'm like, no, no, I'm riding this thing out. That, yeah, I think you'd be pretty fond of the band at that time. 
No, I love the song. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, sure. That, sure. I mean, it was just it was catchy. Uh-huh. I um like, you know, it was it was catchy. It was a good quality wow. song. Rockstar was a Man. good quality song. Like that doesn't mean I love Nickelback with all my, with all my heart and soul. See, I've never had a I've never had Eminem as a ringtone. Love Eminem. Never had Jay-Z uh-huh. as a ringtone. Love Eminem. Well, you just I've love never Nickelback put Hillsong as my I've never put a Hillsong as it. Mm, love love Hillsong too. You know, I think what's happening here, Don Brown and I are on the same page. We have been dealing with an abnormally feisty George Reister today. And Don is like, let's try to let's try to get a, a smile out of George here. Let's play some nickelback. And you and your feisty <laughs> ways are like, ah, what's that racket in the background over there? You know? That song was racket. <laughs> All right. I mean, it, 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 it still it still didn't reach metal status, but it was it, was, it, it, right, it so, only reinforced why I loved Rockstar so much and didn't listen to very many songs on their albums. By the way, I've got some sound that is absolutely going to make you smile. You're going to laugh here. But before I get to the sound, it's based on some of these vintage games that are being played now. There might be vintage fights. They're doing that today. Might be vintage playoff games in the NFL, NBA, what have you. Have you been watching any of this stuff? And if so, George, what is something that you've watched where you're like, now that was nice. It was fun to watch that again. Couple things. Mike Tyson highlights. Ah, fantastic. Dude, dude, he like he's scary. That's the first yeah. thing. Uh the other thing has to be watching LeBron from the beginning of his career. I it, like, you know, he's grown on people, as, especially, you know, if you were a Laker fan, which Laker Nation is huge. They didn't appreciate him when he was younger because of Kobe Bryant. And everybody was like, it, it became like this East Coast, West Coast thing where you either like Kobe, or you like LeBron, like you couldn't like both. So really appreciating the first 10 years of LeBron's career and really seeing how dominant he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was it's fun to watch, dude, because that series against when Ray Allen hit the shot, I think it was 2014 or 15. 13. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you are right. Um, when he hit that shot to send it in, in game six, send it into overtime. Yeah. LeBron was a maniac. Like that whole series, that whole game, it was just fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been watching a couple of these vintage games. So last night they had the tuck rule game on. And earlier today, they had the Mike Tyson-Michael Spinks fight. Now, a couple of things happened that I think are absolutely hilarious. I want to know which sound you get more enjoyment out of. First off, this is Phil Simms, the tuck rule game. This is the 2001 divisional playoffs. Patriots eventually beating the Raiders. Listen to this, what Phil Simms had to say then. But I always find it interesting. What are you? Whoa. Just got hit by a snowball. And I see the guy that threw it. Excuse me. Sorry, Greg. I think they were throwing at you. They just missed you. <laughs> yeah. He almost for a second lost his mind, George. And then he reeled it back in. I get a lot of enjoyment out of that sound. I think that's hysterical. Now, I've got something to compare it with. This is okay. the Mike Tyson win over Michael Spinks. Check this out. Mike Spinks was not cold. It happened right in front of us. I looked. 
set a body fly over us here. <laughs> it's a little a wild body. in the ring right now. The security threw up uh, some people right over us. We had a body flying over our heads here at ringside. <laughs> That's Bob Sheridan on the call. That's a tough call. I'm going to go with the body. body over the head. You got to go body over the head in that that breakdown, right? What a hundred percent right, dude. How you like, oh, it's a body flying and you're like a, bo- a body. Like, how does, how does that happen? That, that, yeah. <laughs> that's the fight dude, game that, for you right there. Dude, that reminds me of, I just saw a, uh, a video scrolling through social media about, a. F- it, it was fake. It was a prank about, uh, about a, um, uh, uh, with a lim- with a hearse driver, like that somebody was taking a body from the uh, church to somewhere else, right? And supposedly the people paid him with a bad check. So he took the body out of the hearse and threw it oh, on, on a, a nearby car. And it was like a fight breaking out between him and the family. He was like, you ain't gonna pay me, you ain't gonna pay me, threw it out and then got in the hearse and drove off. That's wild. That is crazy. You know what? By the way, with Bob Sheridan, who is this great boxing commentator, we often just drool over some of these awesome calls. You think about Vin Scully with the Kirk Gibson home run, legendary calls like that, and they deserve it. But this call from Bob Sheridan when Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson, you want to talk about a legendary call, and I don't think it's ever gotten the credit it deserves. If we go down memory lane, just relive this thing real quick here. Dude, that is just legendary right there. Have you heard anybody just, oh, what a call by Bob Sheridan? I've never heard that to the extent of Vin Scully or some of those other legendary calls. That was a quality call. That was a good call by you, Brian. Brian, now see, look, credit. There you go. Um, nice. <laughs> that was a good call. Um, I mean, it was just quality. And, and the background noise made it that much better when you had the screaming and the shock and it sounded like a riot happened behind him like you know like something just like people saw something ridiculous and he captured it and you could see the referee there counting then when he got up to seven eight he's not gonna make it i mean it was quality It, it had everything it told a story liked it it was beautiful and i think this too sometimes letting it breathe is overrated I think when Vince Scully let it breathe with Kurt Gibson, I thought that was great. But it's just, it's put on a pedestal so, so much, like, and he just shut up and let it breathe. I would have hated if Bob Sheridan let it breathe, quote unquote, with Buster Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson, right? Sometimes it doesn't call for that. It is what matters in the moment. Yes. Uh, like you, that's, that's what makes a legendary broadcaster is having those instincts. Sometimes you step on it yeah. and sometimes you shut up and let it, let it breathe. That's but, right. but when you pointed out though, how many, like some of the crazy things that happened, I I, I got a question for, for uh, you. Okay. What crazy Let's do, thing, that. Let's do yeah. that coming up. Let's do it okay. coming up because we need to shut up and let it breathe 
while the great Steve DeSager, a friend of America, does his thing. You do it, Steve. So with the NFL news is the Jacksonville Jaguars have talked to other teams about trading running back Leonard Fournette, according to ESPN. Jacksonville has until May 4th to exercise its fifth-year contract option on him. He rushed for just over 1,150 yards last season and had 76 receptions. The year before, Fournette missed half the season. The Ravens signed linebacker Jake Ryan, who missed most of last year with Jacksonville. He was a regular starter in Green Bay before that. Falcons running back Brian Hill signed his tender to stay in Atlanta. The Dolphins cut six backup players. The NFL draft is scheduled to start Thursday night, a three-day event. And yes, the networks are still asked not to tip the picks before they're announced. The NFL is going to hold Thankfully. <laughs> I hate when networks do that. It's garbage. That was all the NBA draft was when Woj was writing for, who was it, Yahoo a few That's years so ago? so irritating. I'll never forget, by the way, I was watching the draft with one of my friends at home, Colin Burns. And I'll never forget with Jermaine Gresham, he was selected 21st overall. They were on 19. And Colin's on Twitter. He's like, oh, yeah, Gresham's going 21st. I'm like, stop telling me, man. You're ruining the draft over here. I hate that. You could work for the league office because they probably had similar reactions to all of this. Uh, By the way, you do see it on the NFL draft especially that it's kind of subtle how I think some people on camera do know what's coming right up. And they kind of say, yes. yeah, maybe yeah. they go wide receiver here. You know, that yeah. type of thing. So, oh, what do you know? They went wide receiver. Yeah. That's weird. Hey, maybe they go CD Lamb. I don't know. Wild guess. <laughs> I think I think uh, we'll all be remembering this conversation on Thursday night because we're going to see it. The NFL will be holding a fundraiser next week during the draft, supporting six relief organizations. Fox TV will air a different Super Bowl every Sunday afternoon. That includes 3 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, Broncos Falcons. Nets guard Spencer Dinwiddie is planning to play for Nigeria in the Olympics next year. Nigeria's coach is Golden State assistant Mike Brown. Dinwiddie averaging 20 points and 7 assists per game this NBA season is not on the list of 44 finalists for the U.S. roster. Arizona basketball gets a top European recruit Care Kreese from Estonia who averaged as a kid 15.6 assists in the Lithuanian League this season. Novak Djokovic says he's helping organize a fund that would help out low-ranked pro tennis players financially. The tour is expected to be off for at least four months this year due to the coronavirus. Former Arizona State manager Bobby Winkles died at age 90. He won three national titles at ASU in the 1960s and was manager of the Angels and the A's in the 1970s. And former Indy 500 Rookie of the Year Bob Lazier died at age 81. He had been battling coronavirus. His son Buddy Lazier won the Indy 500 in 1996. Virtual NASCAR races resume tomorrow on Fox TV and FS1, 1 p.m. Eastern Sunday at Virtual Richmond. Back to you. There he is, Steve DeSager. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. And George, you have a question for me. I'm all ears. When you've been broadcasting or doing something live, have uh-huh. you? what's the craziest thing that you've ever had, had happen? Okay. Um, wow. Good question. Um, there have been a handful of games that uh, it, nothing like wild crazy, but you know me. I'm from South Bend. I'm a Notre Dame diehard football fan. And there have been a number of big Notre Dame games during a show where I've had to cheer openly for Notre Dame scoring a touchdown or whatever. So if we're doing a show and you're in mid-thought, all of a sudden you hear me like, Irish baby! Yeah! 
not like that. That's gone on quite a few times. <laughs> oh, see, yeah, see, but that's in moments where you can be a a fan. Uh-huh. When you've when you've had to call like pull it together because I've I've had that happen while I was on live TV calling a a game and I kind of had the Oregon game on on a, on a separate <laughs> thing and, but but I don't watch it while I'm doing it I was like watching on commercial break and I just so happened to look down and I saw something happen and I was like jumping up and down the booth uh-huh. <laughs> I was so mad so I've had that that happen and honestly that happened at the same place as this crazy incident, we was I was calling a game at Texas State. I think it was Texas State versus, uh, uh, it was Texas State versus like another Power Five team, like Texas State versus Texas, Texas uh-huh. State versus like it was good team versus terrible team. Okay, and um, and we were in Texas, obviously, and it was at Texas State, and it was the weirdest thing. It was this um. Like the game started in the daytime. It was like a four, three or four PM kick. And but the game was super, super long because everybody was passing all that. Like the game was like crazy mm-hmm. long. And so it started to get to nighttime. And as it gets to nighttime, obviously the temperature changes, bugs come out, all this stuff. And when you're in the booth, you don't have the glass up, particularly in September, <laughs> because it's warm outside. And you want to be in the air, feel the crowd, all these things. So I am in the booth. I'm doing color commentating. And a big old June bug flies in, hits me in the eye. Oh, man. Like in the eyeball. And I like fall out like I got shot. And, and, and my partner in the booth, um, uh, Trey, Trey Bender, he just he sees it happen. He's like, "Oh my lord, what happened?" <laughs> and I'm on the ground writhing in pain because I I think I lost an eye. <laughs> and so for two minutes, he's doing a game. Two or three minutes, he's doing a game solo, and I and I'm just trying to figure out what the hell's going on with my eye. I, I've got a story coming up as far as doing a game solo. It'll be brief. I'll tell you a quick story. I thought you were uh, gonna tell me when you were sampling the Oregon game while commentating another game out of nowhere you couldn't help but say Herbert he's wide open what the hell dude like I thought that's what you're gonna hit me with George no not so much huh I have said that though (laughs) I have said it (laughs) see it has happened all right coming up next from the Geico Studios brief story and also a player who doesn't pass the smell test and a producer who doesn't pass the smell test either I'm Brian no he's George Reister this is Fox Sports Radio There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. I'm Brian though He's George Reister. Here on Fox Sports Radio, we're coming to you from the Geico Studios. It's a party now. Hey, do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. Geico.com, easy. I'll tell you what, man. Anything when we mention Geico it absolutely is enhanced when you hear Angel of Death by Slayer in the background. You would agree with that, right, George? You guys did this on, on, on purpose. I noticed something. So every, everybody already knows that, that you guys try to tank and sabotage the <laughs> show by playing metal. But, 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 you know, I'm strong enough to carry you all on, <laughs> on, on my back until, until no can get back in the groove of, of things. You know, it takes a couple of minutes. But I realize what you guys are doing. Uh-huh. So you just, obviously, you, you uh, told everybody how great Geico was and all of these stuff. And uh-huh. he just so happened to play this, this, this racket and this ruckus to try to throw off the show during the longest part where you play the longest <laughs> intro music. I got what he, what he did there. Don, Don Brown, you are a smart man, and I know you're calculated, and I know that that was on purpose, just so you know. Okay, See? you're on to him. You got yep. it all figured out over there, George Reister. It's, hey, listen, man, it's hard to it's, get it's one. It's conspiracy. Yeah, it's hard to get one over on you. Okay, I got to tell you a quick story because you were talking about getting attacked by a June bug in the commentating booth over there at a Texas State game. Now, I can't compete quite with that, but you were talking about your partner having to go solo for a little bit while you got your bearings after the June bug attack, right? Yep. So this is in high school, and uh, I'm sorry, I was in Fresno. Now, I worked in Fresno. I was running a station there, and my boss, he had a, a son that was in high school football. And so he's like, we got to do high school football games. The station across town did them as well. So he's like, we got to compete with them. And I'm like, all right. So we had no budget whatsoever. So I found this dude who was the brother of a sales guy, and he knew, college, he knew high school football. He coached in the area, so he was going to be the color commentator. I was the play-by-play guy. I know nothing about teams, players, history, nothing. I'm relying on this dude. I'm just like, Jones drops back, incomplete, and then he takes it from there, right? We're going to do this high school game. He doesn't show up. He didn't show up. And so I'm solo the whole time. 
And before that, I had told Chris Haynes. So I worked with Chris Haynes in Fresno before he became a big shot NBA guy. And I told Chris, I was like, all right, here's the deal, man. We have no budget. So what you do, just turn the radio station to the other station in town. Get their updates because they had people all across the area who would call in and say like, hey, Clovis East is leading 17 to 7. I was like, just get their updates and text me and we'll sound like we have all these people around. <laughs> and so it's time for the postgame show. The game's over with. And I'm like, hey, uh, what was that? I wasn't talking to Chris. I was talking to somebody else, Pete. I was like, hey, what was that uh, Clovis West score? And they're like, hey, hold on. And they... With the mic on, they're listening to the other station in our booth. And I'm like, oh, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. And I was like, you can't do that, man. It's like advertising for them. What are you doing? Dude, that is the debacle that is calling high school games. Even <laughs> even the ones that you see on national television or, you know, uh, Fox Sports West, whatever. There is so little information available (laughs) on these kids, like like even even the national recruits, because if you're doing the uh, the analyst role, you have to know things about them as people like, you know, schools, they go to parents, family, things that have happened to them, injuries like you need to know, like so, like, let's say that you prepare for a game. When, when, when I prepare for a game, so let, let's just use easy numbers. Let's say that you need 100 pieces of information. Um, so you get 100 pieces of information. If the game is good, you'll use, like, 30 of them. If yeah. the game's terrible, you use, like, 80 of them. Right. So, uh, like, if it's a, a huge blowout. And but but you're right. For high school, there's so little information <laughs> on these kids, especially if you're not – if there aren't national recruits all over the place. So it would be a disaster to try to do it all by yourself. Like, unless you're familiar with these kids. And it was the game I was doing solo impromptu. They were running the wing T, you know, it's just like handoff, (laughs) handoff, handoff. How do you spruce that up? I have no idea. uh, So I, I was doing comparisons. I was like, it looks a little bit like Eric Metcalf. And I remember Chris after the game on the air, he was like, who in the hell is Eric Metcalf? And became a joke over the years because he was a pretty good running back for the Browns. Yeah, for the Browns. Yeah, Yeah. Eric Metcalf, he was a heck of a returner. He was a slash guy. I mean, (laughs) you you dated yourself and your fandom. People were like – yeah, but this yeah. was, I mean, this was, uh, it was a dated reference for the time. This is somewhere probably around like 07 or something like that. So it's not as dated as 2020. But uh, yeah, for the time, it was, it was a little dated. But Chris was not like Mr. NFL at the time. He's all over the NBA and was a, a fledgling NFL fan. He was more of a T.O. fan than anything. But those were fun times. By the way, we will get to a player that doesn't pass the smell test at the top of the hour, but we've got to get to a producer who doesn't pass the smell test. So I just randomly put out a tweet. This was, I think, on Friday night, George. And I just threw it out there. I was like, sparkling water is trash. Who's with me? And so our trusted producer, Lee Robert Delap the Fourth, he saw this and he messaged me and he was like, I love sparkling water and i'm like i don't trust people wrong with you i don't trust people who like sparkling water (laughs) no you you showed a price that was very very good uh competitive price i said hey grab me uh one of each flavor that's a good price (laughs)
I could use that during quarantine times. We're allies here, George. We're on the same page about something. I find it. The, listen, I in, in, in my life, anytime I've gotten uh, sparkling water instead of flat water, I'm like, no. Yeah. Except for when I was in Dallas, I got this one on accident because that was all they had there, and I was parched. It was. It had a yellow label with red writing, and it was actually pretty good. It tasted like a Sprite. I was in. <laughs> Changed my life, man. I cut out sugar, did sparkling water, lost 10, 20 pounds. By good. the way, I love the extended Mozart by Don Brown in the background. Coming up, the player that doesn't pass the smell test. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. You know, George, I'm sure it's just a matter of time until we disagree yet again. But there's something that we see similarly. And it's pertaining to the NFL draft, believe it or not. Okay. When you look at Joe Burrow. It's going to be the number one overall pick, right? Yep. We both, Likely, yeah. Yeah, we both raise our arms and we're like, um, just a little skeptical of this quantum leap from one year to the next. Correct. Where if you, you look at 2018, his NFL passer rating was 90.6. And just for a point of reference, that would put him in the range of a quarterback last year in the NFL. That would have been under... Guys like Case Keenum, Gardner Minshew. That's what he did in 2018. Joe Burrow at LSU. Then last year with Joe Brady, the coordinator Poobah over there with the passing game, he posted a rating of 143.7, which is just insane. And I look at it, I'm like, 
that doesn't smell a little funny to you? This guy went from a late-round grade a year ago from National Football Scouting to the no-doubt number one overall pick. It just raises at least a red flag where I say I can't completely buy everything about this guy, that he's only going to be 2019 going forward instead of resembling the 2018 version in some capacity, right? What's the phrase? If it's too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. I mean, granted, Joe Burrow, he was very accurate. His receivers made a lot of hero catches. He read the defense really well. But you have to remember this. Here's the, here's the, here's the gotcha, gotcha, here's the truth. In the SEC, you don't see a lot of spread offenses. And offenses that go th- five wide or four wide outs r- on a regular basis. And that's what they did. So having the type of athletes at the wide receiver position, which created mismatches at some spots because they had four NFL guys on the field at all times. One of them still in school, mm-hmm. but between the tight end, Randy Moss's kid, other two wide outs, well, the other three wide outs. So you have four guys on the field plus uh, uh, Clivesy Lair at running back. Oh, who was fantastic. Yeah. You have mismatches all over the field, so you do have a lot of people running wide open, and it's hard for college defenses, especially when you're hurrying up to uh, scheme and get complex coverages called. So he did a good job of dissecting where to go with the football. So I can trust there that he can make good quality decisions, that he's on target. But the problem is, is that I am more concerned about Joe Burrow being Joey Harrington than I am, you know, a transcendent than I am. I think he's more likely to be Joe, Joey Harrington than he is Tom Brady or Drew Brees or even Phillip Rivers. Yeah, he's more likely to be that because he's a guy I don't believe that can raise the talent of the guys around him. Yeah, he's more of a guy who who's who is a good distributor of the football like Joey Harrington was. If Joey Harrington had gone to a winning team, he would have more success than he did in the NFL. Same thing. Well, with I, look, I, I hear you what you're saying there. I get it now with the Lions Bengals tie in. I look at it more like an Andy Dalton type thing. I think Joe Burrow is good enough where he's not going to be a disaster like Joey Harrington was, even though he's on a team that they've got some holes on the roster. So I think he can be good. I just don't think Joe Burrow is special. I don't see him rising to NFL stardom. And to your point, I don't see him, at least for the short term, we can't act, and I'm not saying you are, but we can't act like the Bengals are always going to have a lack of talent. But things change real quickly in the NFL, and they might upgrade the talent around him in a decent amount of time. But for the next couple of years, they're going to have some holes on that roster for sure. And I don't see him being special enough where it's just like, eh, it doesn't matter. He's still producing, and he's just going to produce more once they upgrade that talent. Yeah. They, do you realize that you have to look at the division he's playing into? So he's playing in the division with Lamar Jackson, who's going to be a perennial player in the playoffs probably, right? Uh, Yeah, I would say just look yeah. at the AFC, the landscape. Yeah, he's probably going to be there quite a bit. Yeah, and then you got the Steelers, who even in this last year when they were playing with Mason Rudolph and yeah. and whoever else at quarterback still were, had a chance at the, the last week, the last 
few plays had a chance to still make the playoffs. Okay. If your guy goes by Duck, not just as a nickname, like just call me that as my regular name. Call me Duck. It's like, wow. Uh <laughs> That's not very comforting right there. Especially if you're a quarterback. (laughs) Your name can't be Duck. No. (laughs) That's a rule of thumb, yes. So you have the Steelers, who are always in contention, especially because people try to trash Tomlin, but you can't trash a guy who's consistently in the playoffs year in and year out. Yeah. But And so now you're competing for a playoff spot because you're not going to win the division because the Ravens are going to win the division pretty much every year. And now you are going to try to make the playoffs like and then like and then the Browns could be better too Mm -hmm. this is dude it is an uphill fight and they are a long way away now this is you thought I had a hot tub time machine reference before with with uh, Eric Metcalf I'm gonna trump that one but for a second with the 85 Bears goodness there's what 35 years ago (laughs) sorry I apologize but the 85 Bears, the one loss they had that year was to the Dolphins. And they had Wilbur Marshall trying to play slot cornerback. You know, that's never going to work if you have a linebacker, unless he's Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. You're not going to get away with playing nickel corner. Now, that's not the exact same thing that LSU had in their favor this past year. But to your point, George, that's a very, very good point. Astute, I might say, by you is that LSU ran an offense that was very uncommon in the SEC. And that does have an impact on the numbers. You have to take that into account. Yeah, and that's why when you see their closest game, really, of the year was against Texas. Because they were playing a style of play that Texas was used to playing. And and LSU wasn't used to stopping a Big 12 defense. I'm sorry, a Big 12 offense. So Texas scored a lot of points, too. And you saw what happened when Texas got against people who were used to seeing their their stuff. Texas is back. Nope, Texas wasn't back. So styles make fights in boxing. Styles make fights in football as well. Man, dude, we're on the same page on that one. It's weird because I had styles make fights in my head also. And you said it and I was like, whoa, that's weird. This is a little weird, right? So we got to get to something we disagree about. I'm feeling like this might be it first. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. In uh, about 10 minutes from now, how the GOAT is getting the benefit of the doubt when he doesn't deserve it. But how about this deal here, George, with a couple of high prospects, some of the best high school players are saying, no thanks, college basketball. We're going to the G League. So Jalen Green, if you go by ESPN, he's the nation's number one recruit. Other publications have him at number three. But he's a stud, right? And he says, nope, not going to college. I'm going to the G League. Isaiah Todd is another high school player. He decommitted from Michigan, and he's going to the G League also. And these kids, they can earn around $500,000 in salary, not have to go to class right now, You get all the benefits that come along with it. So from the kid's standpoint, this is going to be more and more of a trend where if you can go and legally make $500,000 instead of risking whatever comes along with it, if you take some money under the table to go to a major school in college basketball, there are going to be a lot of high prospects that are going the Jalen Green, Isaiah Todd, G League way. 
the NCAA is finished getting top, like top five, top ten players mm-hmm. at this at this rate because the the NBA they changed their rules to to accommodate. Well, that they, they actually changed their rules to stop players from like LaMelo ball, um, RJ Hampton, uh, other people who have mm-hmm. gone overseas. So they wanted to stop it. Mm. And what they, and what they were able to do is, is they said, okay, so we're going to be able to stop guys from uh, going and, but we don't want to be bad guys because every, they know everybody's not going to make it. And then people are going to say, listen, you're taking advantage of these young kids. They don't have an educational opportunity, making money, blah, blah, blah. So the NBA says, all right, look, like you said, 500 K a scholarship. And you get a chance to train all day, not worry about school, high level of competition. Like where is the downside again? I mean, because the only downside is that you don't get a chance to experience the lifestyle in college, mm-hmm. but then you're you have money and you're playing professional ball, so you can still get the co-ed lifestyle. Like where am I missing? Like where's the downside to this? Well, I think a couple of things. I think that if you compare it to some of the coaching in college basketball, I, going with Coach K or Calipari or some of these great coaches that the top recruits could go to and learn from, I think that's going to help them more than some of these G League coaches. Like, name one G League coach. I couldn't name one. I would take Coach K over any of those dudes. Um, so, and, and the one other thing that yeah, I would say is... Yeah, but everybody's not playing for Coach K. That's true, but these, if Jalen Green wanted to go play at Duke, he would be at Duke. You know what I mean? He's the number one recruit. There's a spot for him. He can name his school. Um, so that's one thing that is a potential downside. And this, this isn't, you know, I want to overstate it, but think about Zion Williamson playing at Duke and the shoe deal that he got. I think the visibility, the stage that he was on, that helps your earning power when it comes to a shoe deal compared to playing in the G League when are we even going to see games on TV? You get a highlight here or there? I'm not going to say that Jalen Green, if he sh- signs a sh- shoe deal eventually, it's going to be worth two bucks, right? But it's it's okay. not going to be worth what it could be worth if he went to a major um, college and was a star. You just chose an outlier. Do you realize that there hasn't been a major shoe deal like that in since Zion? Bit, bit before that, it was 16 years before that. LeBron James. Who got an outrageous ninety million? I think he got ninety million at that point point in time shoe shoe deal. So it that's like once in a in two decades that that happens, and everybody else is signing deals based upon where they go, how uh, the, how big of a star that mm-hmm. the shoe companies believe that they will be, but. If you're a kid, like, why would you not go get your money? Hey, like, man, I, I hear think that you. this puts a, I think that this puts a premium on the name, image, and likeness legislation yes, that's going yes. through. That's actually so a good if, thing for college hoops, as it turns out, with this G League thing. That's the bare minimum they have to do in college, is to allow oh, players to make a buck off of their name if they so choose. You have yeah, to. Yeah, they are turning into the NCAA is turning into blockbuster video right before our eyes. Like that that they had an antiquated model 
Uh-huh. Granted, it looks present day and normal now. Right. But they're antiquated because something is coming up. Right. At that point in time, Blockbuster CEO saw Netflix coming, said, listen, we need to pivot yeah. uh, because streaming is coming and also getting DVDs out of the box and all of that stuff. And the board, their board of directors said no, because 12% of their revenue came from late fees. So they couldn't see the future and ultimately went out of business. Right. And that's what we're seeing with the NCAA. Well, hey, man, they're going to have to move. They're going to have to pivot. There's no doubt. Or this is just going to become more and more and more and more of a growing trend. I think if you compare this to the NFL and you're seeing some of the players retire early, like Luke Keekley or Andrew Luck, some of these guys that don't reach 30 and they retire. And the conversation is, oh, is this going to be the trend? Is this where we're going to we're going to get in the NFL? I think this G League path and kids that could make $500,000 instead of going to some school that they don't want to go to for one year, I think you're going to see more and more and more and more of the top recruits going the G League route. I think it's going to hurt college hoops way more than early retirees in the NFL. For sure. I 100% agree with that. But but I want to I want to point out point out this, no. Mm-hmm. I don't think the people have really thought about this. How about let's get to it next, George? Okay. Because I want to hear your thought and I've got a, a quickie to add as well. We'll do that right around the corner. Also, the goat getting the benefit of the doubt, should he? I'm Brian No. He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Hey, get your free credit scorecard today. Today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, it includes your FICO credit score. And checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. All right, George. You wanted to add your two cents here with this G League thing. A couple of the high prospects. Some of the best players in High school basketball, they're saying, no, thank you, college basketball. We're going to go earn half a million bucks in the G League over here. And you have something interesting to add about this. What is it here? Yeah, we we were talking about how important it is for the name, image, and likeness legislation to get passed in college, in college sports in general because it, it's a free market. And if you don't allow players to make money, then they will bypass you and figure out another way to do it, especially in the age that we live in today. So we see it happening in basketball, but I can see a world where this happens in football as well, because the most important position in all the sports is, is quarterback. So imagine if Tua, who was a very high recruit, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, like these elite quarterbacks, if they were a part of some seven on seven league that was televised or that was, you you know, had high Mm -hmm. revenue or part of the NFL. And then they were able to get the exposure and experience that they needed in reading coverages, dissecting all of that. And were able to get paid, get a scholarship to college. We would see this same thing happening in, in football. And mind you, this the way free markets and all of this stuff works. If there is a hindrance to this, to people making money, people will find a way around it. That's an interesting thought, man. It really is. And it would just catch more steam if, just like the G League, if, let's say, Jalen Green goes to the G League and then eventually makes it to the NBA, and he's just a stud. I mean, it's going to open the door even more to the way of thinking of, 
hey, man, I could take his route, make $500,000, end up in the NBA, and I'm good to go. So I think if you have success with athletes on top of what you're explaining, it's just going to make it more and more of a trend. I mean, but there, I mean, this, this started really in 2008 when Brandon Jennings went to Italy. That's mm-hmm. kind of when, when everything started. And you've seen a handful of guys go over and have that same success. And then when you see players come over from Europe, like Luka Doncic as a rookie come in and dominate mm-hmm. then from being able to play with pro players, then you know that it's a real possibility. And over the last few years, you've seen LaMelo Ball, uh, James Wiseman, who we saw for a couple games at Memphis, Mitchell Robinson, Anthony Simmons, Darius Basley, RJ Hampton. Like the first time we're getting a real chance to see these guys is when they're going to play in the NBA. And that sucks for college. Like it sucks for the uh, tournament. It sucks for college basketball. And I think that it's, going to overall long-term hurt the hurt the product that the NCAA is able to sell. I think what I would add to it also is I think there's a difference between a better path and a different path, just in terms of what makes you ready, like a more ready athlete for the NBA once you get there, right? Just that perspective, which – I look at LaMelo going to Australia and I say, well, that's a different path. It's not necessarily a better path and is making him, oh man, his skills are so much more sharpened and he's a lot more ready for life in the NBA now. I don't look at it like that, but I've been hearing this about the G League like, oh man, this is this is definitely going to help the kids out way more and it's like, I don't think so. I think it's just a different path. I'm not I don't think it's necessarily that much better than if you went to Duke and faced college basketball players I just think it's a different route to take and God bless you if a kid wants to take it I just don't think this makes them all of a sudden that much more you're just a better player your tools are refined your skill set is better I don't think that's the case by going to the G League right now Oh, what? It is a better path like you get everything you you actually I'm not get talking a- about that I'm not talking about any of that. I'm just talking about you being a better player based on the competition you face. That's it. Nothing to do with getting paid versus not getting paid. Just are you going to be a better player going to the G League compared to college? No. It's just are a- you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. What are you talking about? That is nonsense. You will absolutely okay, so you've be got a better top player. Flight NBA talent in college basketball. You've got draft picks galore versus dudes that are on the doorstep of getting in the NBA. And you think Do the you G League is that, far superior talent yes, wise? Be, no way. Because the G League is full of guys who played overseas, who played, who some of them have played in the NBA. Because you got to remember, a lot of the guys now in the G League, because of the two way contracts, are on NBA rosters right this at the same time. So you're playing against guys who are in the NBA. When you are in college, you are playing against a couple of guys who will be drafted to the NBA and then will be playing against in on these two-way contracts. This is not a like it that's like saying that you play in better competition uh playing with college guys nope. aside from pros. That makes no nope. sense, Brian. Nope. No. That no, it that does. is probably the craziest thing the you've G ever League, said. No, it's not. It's the G League, dude. It We're has talking pros about guys in that it. can't make it in the NBA. 
That, they, that, that's different than no, guys look, like, look, look, at, look, at, look at Duke. Look, look at who Duke had in the draft when you're talking about Zion and R.J. Barrett. And you have Cam Reddish. And, so which is tougher? Is it to go that's up against Duke That's a couple Duke of guys. Year, what are you talking about? A, We're, talking about, a team. Team. We're talking about a whole team roster. We're talking about a whole roster. A whole roster of guys. Name who, one G League team. I can name top colleges left and right. You, you can name team? all the top colleges because they get more uh, television time and recognition. However, do you sound like those crazy people who say that Alabama, no, the, their, no, their, their greatest team it's of all G-League. time, could it's, beat? It's like this. This is what it would be. It would be like Alabama versus an XFL team. That's more what it would be. And that's a lot closer of a comparison between, hey, I think Bama could take down the Cincinnati Bengals. So you it's think like, no, that you're the, an idiot. Wait, hold on, hold on. So, so you think the, the XFL, I'm talking about the latest iteration of the XFL, yep. which, which had a, all the quarterbacks uh-huh. were, were, were at one point in time on NFL rosters for multiple years, right? All of them. Not all, for, all of the no, sto- not for multiple years, No. All of the starting, I, I didn't say that they were starters in the NFL, but they were on NFL rosters. You, so, what, the, the guy that just got picked up by the Chiefs from Ole Miss, he got cut. He wasn't around in the NFL for a long time. He wasn't there starter at first. Out immediately. He wasn't their starter at first. But the, the, uh, the, the point is this, is that mm-hmm. just like the latest iteration of the XFL, a lot of those players were on NFL rosters in camps, or like washed out quickly Great, or awesome. whatever, right? Who's their Jerry Judy? They Who, who's their be, Henry Ruggs the third? Who's their do t- you want to a tongue of Ilo? Who think is that rookies guy don't teams? come in. There's only a handful of rookies every year that come in and play well in the in the NFL. Alabama would have stomped the Houston are Roughnecks. You, you stomped are them crazy. I'm not crazy at are, all. I, I the, the the fact that you actually say that leads me to believe that you. That you are just totally undervaluing what the, what fringe players who can't make it in the NFL versus versus a bunch okay. of guys that are not only going to make it but star no, no. in the NFL. You're looking so so could a could a college all star team uh-huh. beat a G League team? Yeah, if oh. if, if if you take the top guys, yeah. Uh-huh. But you but you have to remember that on any given college basketball team. How many NBA ready players? I'm talking. I'm not talking about guys who could be in the NBA in a year or two. How many NBA ready players on Duke's team right now? For for this NBA ready that are going to come in, how score many 10 NBA points ready players are on the G League roster? That's the That's, point. Th- no, that is exactly the point. Is that is that guys who are on two way co- contracts like Chris Borchard, you uh you Tyler Dorsey, you have all these guys who've been on two way contracts who are playing in NBA games and playing in G League games throughout the season. There's a lot of them. So, and you're playing against those guys who get to play in the NBA, and you think that the competition is better in college? You are mad, dude. I'm not like, mad at like, all. Like you in college, you are playing against dudes who won't even be G League material. Yeah, that's right. Be because they're going to be starring material. in the NBA. They're that's better a than the G League. No. <laughs> like, yes, you like sound- all, most of these dudes in the first round, better. Across the most? board, better, better, No, better, there's better, not better, most. Better, better. What there's are you talking be about? There's a couple the- of flameouts, and you know the flameouts will go to the G League. That's what you got. Yes. The, that's exactly it. So so these guys that you're talking about, uh-huh. 
that are that are going in the NBA draft are going to be in are going to be G League players because they're all not going to make it. To prime it, prime it, prime example. Look at the 2017 NBA draft. Because well, actually, we'll we'll go 2018 okay. NBA Let, draft. Let's do it coming up. Let's do it on the other side here, and we also have to get to the goat who's getting the benefit of the doubt when he shouldn't be. But the goat of update anchors is Steve DeSager. And he's here to spin us around. What's going on, Steve? Good evening again, gentlemen. The Jacksonville Jaguars have talked to other teams about trading running back Leonard Fournette, according to ESPN. Jacksonville has until May 4th to exercise its fifth-year contract option on him. Fournette would make over $4 million this year. He rushed for just over 1,150 yards last season and had 76 receptions the year before. Fournette missed half the season. The Ravens signed linebacker Jake Ryan, who missed most of last year with Jacksonville. He was a regular starter in Green Bay before that. Falcons running back Brian Hill signed his tender to stay in Atlanta. The NFL draft is scheduled to start Thursday night, a three-day event. Michigan running back True Wilson transferred to Northern Colorado. Alabama gets high school wide receiver Ajayi Hall from the Tampa area, even though he couldn't visit campus a few weeks ago as scheduled. The Denver Nuggets will be promoting Calvin Booth to general manager, according to The Athletic. Arturis Karnasovas left to run the Bulls. Nets guard Spencer Dinwiddie is planning to play for Nigeria in the Olympics next year. Nigeria's coach is Golden State assistant Mike Brown. Novak Djokovic says he's helping organize a fund that would help out low-ranked pro tennis players financially. The tour is expected to be off for at least four months this year due to the coronavirus. Serena Williams' coach says he intends to start a tennis league at his academy in France with live stream matches and no fans. Former Arizona State manager Bobby Winkles passed away at age 90. He won three national titles at ASU in the 1960s. Former Indy 500 Rookie of the Year Bob Lazier died he was 81. Virtual NASCAR races resume tomorrow on Fox TV and FS1, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. And a classic MLB postseason game is underway on FS1 tonight. Yankees at Red Sox from the 2004 ALCS. Yes, the Yankees are up three games to none, trying to close Whoa. out the sweep. They beat Kurt Schilling in game one, 10 to 7. They beat Pedro Martinez in game two, 3 to 1. And the game three final score was Yankees 19 to 8. And they have the early 2-0 lead against Derek Lowe at Fenway Park. I don't want to give anything away. It's fourth inning on FS1. Back to you. What if there was a pitch out when Dave Roberts stole second? You know, (laughs) where would we be in 2020 if that happened back then, Steve? By inches at second base, right? Yes. Right. Right there. Very close. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. Ah, we're, we're back to being pigs in slop, arguing and going at each other's jugulars over here. This feels so much better. I'll just say this, George, and you'll get to your 2017-2018 thing. If you look at this, take, take a player, a college football player or a basketball player that's around that same age, right? What sharpens his skill set more? If it's a football player, is it going up against Alabama or is it going up against an XFL team? It's going up against Bama. What helps a basketball player? Is it going up against Duke when they've got Zion and R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish? Or is it going up against a G League team? There's just a difference between star power that you face, which is at the elite schools in college football, college basketball, 
or there's better depth, no doubt about it, in the G League. There's in, better depth there. But the star power, a, that's what really sharpens you. If, if you got a chance to play against Duke every single day, cool, yeah. But that's not the who you play against. You're playing, you're playing against a few people. Like, that's not the majority of guys, man. Like, what is. If you play in a really good conference, George, you're playing against good talent consistently, some star talent uh, consistently in those leagues. Absolutely, you do. Okay, let's look at the 2018 draft. Um, the best players out of that draft were have been uh, Shea Gildas Alexander, Colin Sexton, he's been kind of weak, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Young, Luca. Marvin uh, Bagley, sorta, and DeAndre Aiden has showed some. Sparks, <laughs> I like how right? you said that, Marvin ba- Bagley. <laughs> so, so, so that's what you got, right? So, if but if you're playing in the G League, you're going to be playing against Grayson Allen, who was clearly a good college player. You're going to be playing against Troy Brown. You're going to be playing against Aaron Holiday. You're, um, these are the higher end dudes. Like if you But go they're in the rosters, G League. What are you like, talking about? Okay. These are guys who are on two-way contracts. That's the point I'm saying not is that them, Right. All these guys that I just named are on two-way contracts. Right, not everybody uh, in oh, the G League is. Omari oh, Spellman. I'm the the point is is that every single day, every single game, you are going to be playing against guys who are either on the cusp of being in the NBA, I mean, up and down the entire roster, have experience, they're stronger, they're grown men. Like that gets you better than playing against some some college kids with 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 a few guys on a team Look, who man. may go to the league and a bunch of guys who are going to be accountants and lawyers and doctors Look, in two years. You just have to look at the quality of talent. If this is Luca overseas playing against men who are legit, that's different than where the G League is right now. Now, if you see more and more and more top high school talent take the G League route. Yes, that's going to help the quality no, of the No, that's what it is now. That's what it is now. That's not where it is right now. You don't they, have top high school talent, a lot of it, just saying, They're nope, better no than the college, high school pl- the do, you, do you understand that they're better than the high school players? The the, the G League players are better than uh, are better than um, <laughs> uh, the, the, the man who's just going to uh, Jalen Green. Who's going? Who's skipping college? He's a he's a junior getting ready to be a senior in high school. The, the G League players are better than him, but he play just a has game a higher Where ceiling. did this G League player go to college? <laughs> That's the game I want to play with you. Where did where did Scotty Lindsley Lindsay go to college at? Go ahead. It doesn't. It go doesn't where, where did where did Dominique Green go? Where where did he go to college, George? Well, all this star power. I've never heard of these dudes. You know, is, is that that is that is the point is that these guys you you've seen a bunch of guys come out of the G League and make it in the NBA. So and the reason why you have is because there is talent in the G League. The G League is not what it used to be. Those are mostly now, outliers. Remember the no, dude that starred for the Lakers the at G, the end of no, the season because it was a good now, story. He'd been in the G League for about a decade, and they're like, all right, let's dust them off. And, and now that the G League has started paying players, uh-huh. 
the players have stopped going overseas as much that, that's because they can make now. That's not where it has been. That's not where I'm talking about what it is right now. We're uh-huh. we're not talking about four or five years ago, ten years ago. We're talking about what the G League is yeah. right now. It yep. is better than uh, it is it is better than college basketball in terms of talent. Where did Walter Lemon Jr. go to college? It doesn't matter, Brian. No, like you get you get so caught up on this is this is what you do with with your arguments. What you get caught what? up you're, on? You're overrating you just up how on, supposedly great like, the G League is in terms no, of talent. Over, you get caught up on, on highlights instead of the details. Look, man, you get caught you up on the highlights. You're, you're, you're worried about the You've names the on the G marquee. League. Could the G League take down the Atlanta Hawks right now? I'm just curious. How good is the G League exactly here, George? Huh? No. No, they can't. Okay. How, how, however, they could probably put 100 points and lose on your, on your Portland Trailblazers defense, though. Oh, well, hey, listen, you, me, Don Brown, <laughs> DeSager, and Lee Robertson left the fourth. We could get close to 100 on the Blazers' defense. Good Lord, it's brutal over there. All right, coming up next hey, in the but, Geico Studios. Go ahead, George. No, I was, I was just going to say that I do think that it's crazy, though, that the NBA is getting credit for this, though. because Oh, it's they, rose petals at their feet right now. It's, oh, dude, this is beautiful over here. Because okay. they made the rule that made players yeah. have to do the one and done. Yeah. And then the NCAA, uh, there's underhanded, there's stuff going on, there's corruption, all this stuff. And then the NBA exploits that opportunity, oh. pumps up the G League, gets the number one recruit, and then everybody applauds the NBA for sticking up for players. Oh, I would love to hear what Coach K, Calipari, Mark Emmert <laughs> have to say about this new approach by the NBA, paying $500,000 to top high school recruits prospects to go to the G League. I would love to hear their unfiltered comments about that because that would be colorful. That would be entertainment right there. All right, we close it down in style. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, the GOAT getting the benefit of the doubt, but in my estimation, he does not deserve it. I'm Brian No, He is George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Top of the hour, Arnie Spanier and Aaron Torres. I know Aaron Torres has a lot to say about this G League stuff with the uh, top high school prospects. A couple, a couple of them. Because he's covered them. Yeah, because he's covered them as well. Like, because I've seen Aaron at Sierra Canyon games looking at uh, BJ Boston, looking at Zaire Williams, you know, and these are guys that, you know, that could potentially look at that route for their upcoming season two. Okay. Point taken, George Reister. <laughs> Listen to uh, Arnie Spanier, Aaron Torres, top of the hour. Okay, so Steve Kerr, he said something leading up to the last dance. So Steve Kerr was a guest on the Dan Patrick Show. And he was talking about Jordan and some of the tactics that Jordan would take in practice. Now listen carefully because I, I have a counter-argument to this. Here you go. Even at the time, I, I could see what he was doing. You know, he, Michael wanted to make sure everybody who was out there could deal with the pressure of a playoff game. And if you couldn't deal with his trash talk during 
practice, then he didn't think you were going to stand up to the pressure during a playoff game. Okay, so it's turned into, oh, you know, Michael Jordan, he's just doing this so his guys are battle-tested. He's doing this so they're ready for the playoffs. Listen, sometimes competitive people just lose their minds and lash out at a teammate. And that's some of what Jordan was doing. Do you buy that this was just a tactic? And he's just, he's motivating players by maybe slapping the heck out of Steve Kerr in a practice setting. I think it's just, he's losing his cool from time to time, George. But because he's the GOAT and he won six rings, it's being painted as, oh, yes, there's a method to the madness every single time. Details, Brian, no details i keep telling you this man details are important it is both of those things they don't have to be mutually exclusive they can both be happening at the same time that jordan lost his cool but he's also making sure that his team is battle tested because the nba in the in the 80s and early 90s would you agree that in terms of physical, actually, there you obviously have to agree that in terms of physicality, yeah, it of is completely different than what the NBA is now. Yeah. Okay. You now, could kill a guy. And- <laughs> like if you if you lose your cool with your with one of your kids, and you're just ranting and like I can't believe oh, you didn't different. clean up your room, and all of a sudden that gets them in order. Like it's you being a good parent, or were you just losing your cool and it just randomly, coincidentally, had a good outcome. That's no, largely what happened are, with Jordan no, to, no, no, to paint no, no, it like, no, no. oh, he's nope. just getting us ready I'm glad for the, you brought yeah. up the I'm glad you brought up the kid issue because there are some times with, with my kids where I do that, where I have gotten upset with them or when we're practicing intentionally very, very hard on them to mm-hmm. like be a distraction or the way they understand yeah. how to focus under sure. that level of pressure. Not every time, I bet. Not every time, I bet. This is similar to me. Like, That's coach why I like said Bill that they both can be happening about, at the same time. No, no, no. Think about Bill Parcells. This is a good way to look at it. Bill Parcells was a guy. He was a tough coach. He would challenge you. He would get in your face. Those type of things. A lot of times, it was a tactic. A lot of times, it was premeditated. He was trying to get the best out of his players. Other times, he was just losing his mind and just venting. And it didn't have any type of angle or a tactic to it. It's similar with Jordan. Sometimes he's just trying to prove he's the alpha dog. And he's ticked off one of his teammates. And he lashes out at him. Not everything is like, I'm getting ready for the play. I agreed with you. Both things are in operation at the same time. That's why I said the details, Brian. No. The devil's in the details. That is that is the word. Uh huh. Like if, okay, if, because we teach each other each other things. There are things I learned from from you, and the one thing I want you to learn from me is the details. You, oh, you, you, you gotta can go take details. your details and jump in a river with those details. <laughs> what I say, George. Now, 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 this this is something we also disagree with. It's a horrible idea for ESPN, as great as The Last Dance will be, and how much I'm looking forward to it, to have the unedited version on ESPN. You're going to have people flip it out. I can't believe you've got Jordan with F-bombs and all this. Listen to this. After GMA played an F-bomb that was beeped out from Jordan, here's what Robin Roberts said to Jordan. Okay, I gotta I gotta apologize to your mom that we we but we did bleep it out. But sorry that we used that particular clip. I know Dolores is going like really, really. 
She's apologizing for a beeped out cuss word. Can you imagine His what the fallout's going to be when it's like the actual that? cuss word? Oh. You sound like Bill o- he sound like Bill O'Brien apologizing for cussing. Jeez, mama know he talked like that. That's on HBO Hard Knocks, not ESPN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.